Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. We are here to discuss the Marvel Cinematic Universe with you people. Uh, tonight, specifically, it's our holiday special. Holiday special. Holiday special. We're going to be talking about Iron Man 3. Uh, I think this is... This uh, might be my like fourth favorite Christmas movie. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's, that's, that's saying a lot. This there aren't like some your, good Christmas movies. It's your least favorite uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe movie. That's true. So it's your favorite... One of your top four... What are your other favorite Christmas movies? Uh, Die Hard. Yeah. And A Very Merry Christmas. Really? That was not good. I loved it. Oh, why? Mostly for Clooney. Hiding behind the trees. Okay. There were a few funny things in there. But I did not think I mean, when Clooney funny. pops out, it's like, Santa Claus wants some love, man. I did, I did like... Honestly, I liked the last few songs. Yeah. They were trying for a weird... Okay, anybody who hasn't seen a very Murray Spoiler Christmas, alert, I think. It's in Netflix. It's not, it doesn't even have a story, so you can't really spoil it. But it's just <laughs> it's, it's just not... The, most of the songs weren't good. It wasn't until the last like three songs where they actually went for production value. Yeah. Which I thought... I, I, I get what they're going for, but I just... I, I don't... Especially as a musician, I don't care for watching like bad music for 40 minutes. <laughs> Just because you know they're really comedians. funny about that. What the funniest thing about that is that those last three songs were just completely off the cuff. Like that wasn't supposed to be that way, because the guy that wrote "Santa Claus Wants Some Love" and uh, Albert, uh, I forget his last name. Anyway, that guy just flaked out. Like his sister couldn't get a hold of him that day when they were supposed to be filming for that. So. Bill pulled out of his ass, Clooney, and then they were like, well, Miley Cyrus is also nearby. Uh, she can help, right? Wow. And they like they got her to, to learn songs on the way to the studio. Interesting. And cool. then had Clooney come in, and then they just kind of figured it out. <laughs> I did like the last three or four songs. Whatever those were, those were cool. But it, that was what I was wanting the whole special to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I wasn't looking for something amazing. I just wanted... Like quality music, quality nah, comedy. man, it's Murray. You can't like expect quality 40 music. Forty minutes of of bullshit, and, then, <laughs> and it was a bunch of singers that aren't singing, like comedians who just wanted to sing a Christmas song. I don't know. No, sir, Not, Maya Rudolph did fantastic. No, she was awful. She did awesome. She was awful. She All right, was awesome. I'm not gonna get get too far. I don't. I don't, I don't like insulting people singing. It's like then don't. It's, it's a rude because thing it to was do. awesome. It just wasn't good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is, it puts me in a weird situation. As a singer, I just feel like an asshole telling you people are, that because you're wrong. are not professional singers. Uh, and because yeah, that's the thing. They just she was singers. a professional singer though. Hmm. She used to be a backup singer in the '80s or '90s. It's something. Been a, it's been a while. It has been a it's minute. Been a while. All right. Anyway, anyway. moving on. <laughs> That's uh, not Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. Gremlins. Gremlins is another Gremlins one of my is a good Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. I was uh, in a Huntsville a couple of months ago and I was just randomly wanting to go see a movie at the theater and uh, we went up to see and just there's nothing showing that we wanted to see at all. And we're just like one of those like show up and just look at the look at the marquee and see what's showing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Gremlins for some reason was showing. It was like the one it wasn't like a, a short run of it. It was just like they were showing it once. And I was like <laughs> Yeah, I'm down on that. I'm, All I'm, right, I'm for, I'm for Gremlins well, in the go theater. Go for that. I never saw that in the theater. It came out like the year I was born. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, that's a that's a, this is our holiday special. We're allowed to talk a little Christmas, right? Yeah, we yeah. we can tangent on some Christmas movies. <laughs> Just random Christmas things. How was your Christmas? My Christmas was awesome. I got 
Well, one, two, three, four expansions for Legendary, a nice. Marvel deck building game. Nice. This is a fun Marvel deck building game. It really is. I enjoy it. We should, <clears throat> we should, we should play. Sometime. We should. Let's do that right now. Yeah, uh, we'll be back, everybody. <laughs> no, let's record it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's an interesting podcast. Oh, it would be. We just got to get the video going. Okay. We'll work on that for next week. Okay. That'll be like a Patreon special or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. But uh, yeah, my Christmas was really good. We like we did a whole lot of of decorating, and I got into the Christmas spirit a whole lot. Like nice. we have inflatables going up; it's crazy. Nice. I've never been this into the Christmas spirit. Cool. I I was able to buy things for other people. Right. Yeah, I did that this year. It was one of the first. I mean, like it was mostly just my I'm immediate family and a few friends and my girlfriend and yeah. stuff. But like, still, I had enough money that I could like buy little like ten dollar gifts for people, and it just cause it was nice. Yeah, like I got I all of my coworkers a bobblehead. <laughs> nice. I think this is the first year. I spent more on Christmas than people gave me for Christmas. I think that's like the mark of turning I, into an adult. Oh, I still haven't done that then. <laughs> I got a, oh man, I got a new stereo for my car Ooh. for Christmas, like Bluetooth connectivity and nice. everything. So I was really excited about that. Installed that the Sunday after by myself and um, ended up setting off my car alarm because I didn't know, like when you reconnect the battery, it just sets the car alarm off. So I had to figure that out, and, you know, it doesn't happen anymore, so, you know, figured it out. It's great, yeah. but took a little bit, <laughs> took a little bit of Googling, <laughs> and... um it's so funny. It's like, that's just the, the age we're of, like, trying to fix a car, and it's our car freaks out. We're like, Google! <laughs> what is going on? What do it's I like, do? I don't know anything about this car, but Google, help me! Google knows everything about it. Uh, I ended up figuring it out from, uh, like, a Subaru website or something. Oh, yeah. Apparently, it's a common thing to have to, like, turn the key and then connect the battery and then turn it on, like, crank the car. Right, right. The... I think I've had some problem with yeah, that as well. it was different. I was not expecting that at all. Well, mine was pretty good, too. I uh, got some cool nerd things. I, you know, those little words you put on the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. I got one. I got a set of those, but from Firefly. <laughs> so all the all the words are like Firefly shiny. words, like shiny, and yep, wrecking and stuff like that. <laughs> other other words too, so you can make full sentences. But it's just, are oh. there are any of them in Chinese? I or haven't Mandarin. actually looked through the whole thing yet. So oh, I don't know look. that would be uh, great. But hopefully Goram and uh, hopefully Goram is and some of those some of those common like. Chinese terms they use on the show that I actually yeah. could glean what they mean from context clues. I heard them enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you watch the show a couple of times. You're like, oh, I know what that means. Yeah. Mal's mad. What? <laughs> Mal is mad. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, so that's that's fun. I, I got, got Batman some... Arkham Knight. Ooh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I've the last DLC. Played a couple hours. <laughs> the last DLC comes out for that this week, mm, and I've mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I've already. I've already got all the other DLCs, so I haven't I haven't played enough of it to get any DLC, but like, um, <clears throat> the random uh, serial killer victims, like from out of Gotham, from outside of Gotham, right, right, right. those crime scenes, I've got like two of those found, and I saved two firemen on the island, and I'm doing a little bit like. Um, Oracle got kidnapped. Right. Like, that's about where I am in the story. Cool. I am at 100% on all storylines except for the Riddler. <laughs> and I'm at, I, I've done all the storylines. Yeah, story I've got to find, like, a bunch of his trophies. Yeah. To and, bring him out. Yeah, that's the, that's what, that's what I'm, 
there's a lot of trophies left, and mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm going to take the time to do that. There's a couple that I was like, I have no idea how to do that, Riddler. I thought about just going through and like getting <laughs> as much like all of the Riddler stuff that I can get right now, and then like tacking on a little bit more, like finding a Riddler goon and like getting some more out of him, and like go get all of those. And I was like, that's really no, tedious. The way that, the way the way to do it is just play the game, and anytime you see a Riddler goon, take him out. And then collect them, and then eventually, whenever you're bored with the storyline, just want to take a break. Just go and like take out a few at a time. Like focus on an area. That way, yeah. you can stick in one area and do them all at once. That's kind of what I was gonna do, but I just I got so entrenched in the story. Like, yeah. I mean, if you see one on your map, you're standing there. Mine as well. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Okay, that's DC. My bad. That's definitely not. Uh, I got our, Borderlands. Our... Yeah, that's also not Marvel Cinematic. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Let's get to the news. News stuff. Let's have Christmas talk. Christmas. Oh yeah. <laughs> You're like we were talking about. Christmas? We were talking about Christmas. This is the best day ever. I, I forgot. <laughs> My bad. All right. So, really, the big thing in the news that we have is that Entertainment Weekly dropped in a, an issue that um, has Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange all over it. Yeah. It's got concept art. We've got set pictures. We've got. The most marvelous, the most marvelous look at Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. He looks awesome. He looks so good. The pictures look awesome. I don't want to know too much about what the story says, though, because I read the... We don't know yet. Yeah, I read the Entertainment Weekly article about Civil War that came out uh, two months ago or whatever, mm-hmm. and it straight up told me like major plot points, and I, did <laughs> and I do this show, so we pay attention to the news, Yeah, and they're like, they were very like... This is what happens, and then this is what happens, and I was like, "What? Stop it! Stop! Stop telling me directly st- direct story elements." So I'm I'm staying away from Entertainment Weekly from now. That's on. fair. That's I'll I'll tell you what what they bring out. <clears throat> yeah. Apparently, uh, Feige, Kevin Feige, had said that the Eye of Agamotto, which you can see in the pictures, is hanging around his neck. Yeah. Like normally, the Eye of Agamotto has been like a brooch, kind of like holding yeah. the cape together. Yeah. Nathaniel Muzzy posted and, on our Facebook about that too. It's like a necklace now, holding like down around his chest. Yeah. Torso, so mid torso. And he also mentioned that it's going to be playing with time. Yeah. Right? He was saying it's a very powerful artifact that um, can kind of mess with probabilities and he was and he clarified it to say like another way of saying that is to mess around with time which is a big part of our story and everybody on the internet is like time you mean like the time gem yeah that seems like it's where they're going even if they're not going there any story that messes around with time i am so excited (laughs) especially bringing the idea of time travel or something something like that into the marvel cinematic universe would be super fun for me i love i love time travel stories Yes, you do. You're a really big do. fan of Back to the Future. Back to the Future is one of my top <laughs> top store top movies. Um, you know what was a really good um, time travel story? What's that? Meet the Robinsons. Really? Yeah. Meet the Robinsons. Oddly enough, it was really good. What is Meet the Robinsons? It's an animated film from several years ago. I don't even remember it. Oh, you know what? Maybe I did see that actually. Uh, the major point oh, that yeah, everybody it's about remembers a little is the T Rex comes back in time or something like that. Yeah, well, he goes forward in time and meets his family in the future. Okay, doesn't know that it's his family. Right, 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 right. That was a good. That was good. Yeah, I liked it. I did see that. I yeah, just, I did. I think I like watched it on TV one time. Or 
where I didn't actually see what it, even what it was. I just remember seeing it. Uh, yeah, that was a good time travel film. Anyway, nice. There aren't that many good ones. There really aren't. Um, like they end up having like major plot holes where you're like, how, how do you like nobody's gonna believe that? Yeah, there, yeah. Uh, there, there's 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 fun ones. I I thought Looper was pretty cool, but it just didn't stick with me the way so a lot a lot of yeah time travel stuff does. I never saw Looper. I need to. It was pretty cool. I, felt I recently like I tried to. to watch Project Almanac, even though it had MTV plastered all over it. I was like, it's a time travel movie. And I it's have in to theaters. watch it. It's a popular time travel movie. I'm going to go check this out. And it was atrocious, like really atrocious. <laughs> the, the big thing for me, I don't even care what form of... Some people are sticklers for like what kind of time travel you can use in a movie. Mm-hmm. Like, It has to be this form where you, know, uh, you can't change time travel. Like the, uh, you can't change the past. Or it has to be uh, you know, time travel where when you go back, it, it splits off into multiple universes. Or there's all these different forms of time travel that people use. I don't care what form. Just use one form, though. <laughs> like, yeah. It, like when you're using a device to go keep going back in time. In, in Project Almanac, they constantly go back in time. The whole movie is like them jumping back in time, and just whatever the plot needs, that's how time travel works in that <laughs> circumstance. That's like, that's awesome. It makes you know, no sense. Sometimes they'll go back and see themselves, and sometimes they go back and replace themselves. Like literally, like they go back and try to try moments over again, keep trying moments over. Like, what did they do with their previous selves? If they're <laughs> trying it over again, what did they do with their previous selves? Because we just saw them see themselves. Are they killing themselves? Like in that other movie that I don't want to say because it's the spoiler for the ending of the movie. Uh, that is a really big spoiler for any yeah. ending of that movie. Yeah. So I won't say. But there wasn't time travel in that one. That was no. Just, but you know, you know, like so, instantaneous cloning. Yeah. See, you're spoiling. No, oh, we, have, we haven't said what movie it was. <laughs> anyway. So it's not a spoiler if you don't say what movie it is. It's like, yeah, yeah. Can you can you believe? The guy with the big helmet was the guy with the uh, the, the, the blue lightsaber's father. Huh. I mean, we won't say what movie that was. Right, right. So we won't be a spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, right. totally. The, you know, speaking on time travel movies, I know this is like we're tangenting really hard, but I don't like how they handled time travel in the movie The Time Machine. Which, oh, yeah. I'm going to link it. Guy Pierce. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the way that they were doing it, like, you know, when he uh, when he cranks back the dial and goes back in time, it seems to... The only way that that could work is if it was in a stasis bubble that was literally separate from space time. Right. And the way that they seem to imply that it goes, the way that it happens is the thing doesn't move. Like the, the machine doesn't move. And he's occupying the same space that he was occupying literally seconds ago. And that can't happen. Like by the law of physics. Two, yeah. two objects can't. Yeah, unless he is existing outside of space-time. Which I yeah, like. like if it's a stasis bubble outside, like it yeah. just picks it up. It's like, you know what, let's bookmark that for a minute. Yeah. And then move it to here. Okay, this is good. Like, that would work, but the like when it, when they did it, I was like, no, that can't, like, he's, no, no, no. And then, like, when he goes forward, does it just look like that he's moving really slowly and he's just sitting there and nobody wants to touch him? Like, is that a statue? 
Oh, right. No, I would say that he probably like leaves the space-time continuum and re-enters it at a different point. Yeah. I would say that's probably how the time continuum Because obviously like, it's probably not sitting there through the entire of the experience. Kind of like a guy just flipping forward in the book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I actually I saw that in like high school when it first came out. I honestly do not remember the movie very I remember well. too and much I, about it. I, I know kept it's a watching book it. first, but I, yeah. I, I haven't. Uh, have you heard of the, uh, speaking of, uh, we're on a podcast. If you guys listen to podcasts, any of you listeners out there, which you obviously do because you're listening to this one, uh, there's a great podcast called The Dead Authors Podcast. Hmm. Uh, it's Paul F. Tompkins, who's one of my favorite comedians, uh, pretending to be H.G. Wells, who wrote yeah. The Time Machine. Okay. And it, the, the, the plot of the podcast is that the, the Time Machine was a true story, and he actually found the Time Machine. It wasn't a... Uh, it was, it, 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 so H.G. Wells, the author, found the Time Machine and is now using it to go back in time to find dead authors from the past bring them forward in time to the UCB theater in LA and do a uh, interview with them <laughs> in LA so it's him always pretending to be HG Wells interviewing a different dead author <laughs> from the past played by a different comedian so every week it's like a different comedian who comes on and he'll just be like at the end he'll be like hey, special thanks to uh whatever historical figure and then he's like and this comedian for no particular reason um <laughs> it's real good it's real real good every every so you can just scan down the podcast and just find an author you like like yeah dr seuss or whatever and like there's an episode and like sometimes the comedians work really hard to study and try to be like the character and sometimes they don't at all and, and then like paul f Tompkins <laughs> as hg wells is just picking on them the whole time and it's 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 pretty fun. It's pretty fun. Fun podcast. Anyway, let's get back to some Doctor Strange news. What else? What else has been said about this Doctor Strange stuff? This Doctor Strange stuff. Well, <clears throat> um, it has been reported that Mads Mikkelsen is going to be the main antagonist in Doctor Strange, and everybody thought that because Chiwetel Ejiofor has been cast as Baron Mordo, that he was going to be the main antagonist, but he's not. And this is this is reported by. Marvel, just Marvel announcing, like, Mads Mikkelsen is going to be in it, and he is going to be the main antagonist. Of course, they said the Mandarin was going to be the main antagonist of Iron Man 3. That's so. fair. <laughs> that is fair. So who knows? Is He's supposed to be, like, they haven't said the name, they haven't said his name at all, but they said that he's supposed to be a uh, another sorcerer who branches off into his own sect because he thinks that... The Ancient One is just protecting her own power set and keeping other things from getting into this dimension. And maybe some of these things should get into our dimension just to help us out. Interesting. Which that suggests sounds... to a lot of people like he's going to get possessed by Dormammu, who is a huge Doctor Strange villain. Yeah. Okay, cool. Recurring. Like a lot. Um. So yeah, that's... um. That's interesting. Especially, it sounds like there's like, they're not just going to introduce this world of sorcery. They're really going to get deep into like the politics of it. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, otherworldly immigration. Like, is that just, <laughs> it's like, Maybe. The ancient it's, one is like the Donald Trump who's like <laughs> kicked the Syrians out. I was, was going to say, it's really going to touch on the current political climate. <laughs> right? <laughs> I think that's a... Uh, a, a whole different way to look at uh, the ancient one. 
maybe the Donald Trump figure of the story. I mean, Tilda Swinton does have really great hair. And it's true. It's Most true. of the time. Signature hair. <laughs> Just give her the Trump. Just give her the Trump. Uh, this movie. Gross. <laughs> and um, to further support this, Chiwetel Ejiofor in a recent interview said that Baron Mordo in the film is going, is neither going to be good nor bad. He's just he's just gonna be, and he's gonna be uh, unable to be nailed down, quote unquote. That that sounds awesome. I love in general. I don't want a bad guy. In general, I want someone who has a good reason for doing whatever they're doing, and that person being played by Chiwetel Ejiofor and having a complex like complex motivation that's that's awesome that's so awesome i am gonna watch uh 12 years of slave this week i've been meaning to watch that <laughs> for like two years now and i just freaking love chuatel edgy for and everything i've seen him in and that's like the big like oscar-winning movie and i still have just have not seen it it's like <laughs> and you my keep white, going back my to white like... guilt won't allow it <laughs> it's like oh I don't want to be. You I keep just going back to Serenity, and it's, it's like, like he was good in that. That's good enough. Yeah, like I know, I, I, I totally am going to be on board with this movie, but I'm also going to be real bummed out that white people did that. I just, <laughs> just <laughs> more info. I guess more like little tidbits have been dropped about Rachel McAdams' character. Uh, nothing has been said like concretely as to who she is. Yeah, uh, she's just she's going to be a fellow surgeon. <clears throat> And uh, she is going to anchor Doctor Strange's humanity. Cool. So, like, he knew her before he had his accident, which lost him the use of his hands. And um, she's, you know, she's still going to be working there or whatever. But then when time comes to save the world, he's, or she's still going to be there to kind of, like, bring him back to reality. Like, that that point where, like, this is what I am fighting for. Like, she represents that, I guess. Right, right, right. Yeah, and that, that's, that's good. Even if... I don't know what that means for their relationship. It sounds like almost like they're going to have a closeness. But even if she just represents, as the people do in Daredevil and Jessica Jones, that there are people in this world that... Yeah, there, there are people are, that are affected. Yeah, there are actual stakes. I like that because I could see going into this... Uh, they've already done the cosmic, and, and they did a good job, I think, with, with Guardians, like, showing people actually being affected by yeah. Ronan. Uh, and, and in this, like they're going into this running. spiritual realm... You you need to show uh you need to show stakes yeah you know because it would be really easy in this kind of thing in a uh, in a uh, in a huge thing like this where you're going across different dimensions it would be really easy to lose that completely. to just lose the the lower level of humanity and be like I have to save the realm like well what why yeah like, what's in the realm and that's that's a huge problem with a lot of of this kind of. Uh, this kind of fair where you just don't, you don't, the world doesn't feel populated. Yeah. And that's what they've done such a that's great what, job with in Daredevil. That's what and, uh, Thor, the Dark World kind of felt like is like they were fighting across all of these realms that none of them felt like anybody was there except yeah. for Earth. Yeah. Which, and then they were just like, all of everybody in all the realms saw you fighting for them. And like, I believe it was We didn't just, see them though. Yeah, I believe it was just that one realm was completely empty. Like, it wasn't it stated that it was a completely empty realm? Yeah, like the, the dead world that the Dark Elves used to be on. Yeah. But, like, they were going, jumping between a lot of them, and, like, you didn't see people in remember, most of them. I don't remember them jumping into multiples. All I remember is Earth and that place. 
even they were transporting people back and forth. With yeah, the, they were just jumping portal. around because of the the alignment. Or I knew the alignment was happening. It would have it would have been really cool. I'd like to see once. Thor visit another realm where they're not monsters fighting him. Like that's all the <laughs> all the population of every planet we've seen except for Earth is just like monsters fighting Thor. Yep. That we don't have to feel bad about him crushing with a hammer. <laughs> like I'd really like to see that one's made of rocks. He just exploded him. That was a sentient creature. Yeah, they could have. That could have. <laughs> he could have been trying to hug you. Probably was. Probably probably. He wasn't, uh, but I'm just saying. Like I would have liked that would have been a great moment if they showed other realms when they were all lining up above London. They showed other people in other realms panicking because similar like whatever environmental effects were happening on their world. Yeah. That would have been really great. Uh, but however, they didn't do it. And then and uh, <clears throat> I think it's sometimes the fact that they're gonna go, they want to leave everything on the table, makes Marvel not make certain choices like. They want. They don't want to necessarily explain what these realms look like because maybe later they're going to want to use that realm and they want to leave that choices up to the directors yeah. who are going to. And use they don't that. want to have to retcon it. Exactly. So, yeah. and I, as a, as a person who loves continuity, I appreciate that. But why not just look ahead and like know what you're going to do <laughs> a little bit? But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Speaking of looking ahead, we're talking about Iron Man three tonight. That's what we're doing. Is that about all the strange news? Uh, that's yeah. That's all There's the Doctor Strange stuff. There's a bunch of photos that uh, that I want to put into um, the feed this week. the feed this week. So and if you're watching this anywhere, we'll yeah. post it or on uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can see the images of Doctor Strange that we'll have there. Um, but yeah, this week we're going to talk about Iron Man three. We're about to get real uh, down to the nitty gritty of Iron Man three and talk spoilers and such. So uh, if you don't want spoilers for Iron Man three, um, go watch Iron later? Man three. Go watch Iron Man three. What <laughs> Come you back doing? after you go watch Iron Man three. What was that two thousand twelve eleven? That was two thousand thirteen. Two thousand twelve was the Avengers drop. Wow, two thousand. And then it was it May. Wasn't that long ago. It was early May. I think it was like May 3rd or 4th. I feel like Iron Man 3 <clears> happened <throat> so long ago. Yeah. It doesn't feel like... Well, I mean, recent. there have been so many movies since then. I know. In, in, uh, Not just Marvel stuff, but like oh, there's gosh. been... Uh, there's been the event... Uh, the two and a half Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Seasons. So that's true. There's been Agent Carter. I mean, just the fact that we've done this podcast, like a couple hundred episodes at this point. Yeah. No, like, a, I think it's like, oh, it's over a hundred. It's over a hundred. Uh, and that's, that's pretty intense. And we talk about it every week. So it seems like, it seems like another time, but it really wasn't that long ago. Three yeah. years. Less than three years. Two yeah. and a half years. Two and a half years, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's crazy that it feels like that long to me. I don't know. Didn't realize that. Uh, cool. Well. Didn't know that until right now. Well, uh, before we go into Iron Man 3, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can check us out at mcucast.com. There you can find links to all of our social medias and things. Uh, Or or you can find us at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com for email, and uh, 573-CAST-MCU if you want to call and leave us a voicemail. Um, by the way, we're, we're not going to do much feedback today. It's the holiday special. Uh, we've been away for a week, a couple weeks doing doing our uh, family things, and so we're not seeing. We're not going to get to cover a ton of feedback tonight, but uh, if you've been leaving feedback, we're going to do a, a big feedback roundup episode soon. 
that we're going to get to get around feedback to all news all yeah that stuff. all of the smaller news there's a lot of small news that we just don't have time to cover tonight uh given our tight holiday schedules it's about to be new year's eve like in a couple hours are you excited yeah the holidays are almost over um i'm sorry i just i happened while i was closing down a window yeah i noticed a news story all right go for a it. new one uh james gunn has seen captain america civil war Mm. He mentioned in a Q and A um, recently. How big of a role did Star Lord play? <laughs> I guess not a big one, but he said um, he said it's incredible. It's one of the best Marvel movies ever, wow. and that he can't believe what a wonderful job the Russo brothers did. And he praised the cast by saying, "Oh my God, they are so good! It's an amazing film, and people are going to be really excited to see it." I am really excited to see it. <laughs> Like, I was already really excited to see it, but then James Gunn said I was going to be excited, so I got more excited. Yeah, that's great. I, I I feel like James Gunn isn't the kind of guy who would just come out on the cor- and toe the corporate line like that, you know? Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> it's always like when you see, oh, a Marvel director said the Marvel movie's great. All right. Good. <laughs> cool. If he said anything else, I'd be really worried. <laughs> <laughs> If you did like a Fantastic Four kind of thing, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's not really what I wanted to happen. And oh, that was the worst. Was not Josh Trank, awesome. <laughs> oh, bad, bad news, Josh. Yeah, um, at least stand behind it for a little bit. Don't just like come out yeah. of the gate the week before, like, hey, this is terrible. Don't go see my movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay, so, I won't. Let's talk Iron Man three. So let's talk Iron Man three. We dropped our spoiler alert. We're good to go. Yeah, I think we are good to so, go. Spoiler alert, Pepper has had extremists, doesn't I was kind of sad that they had to get rid of the, her having extremists. I thought that'd be a great plot twist. Well, she just becomes an extremist Avenger. No. Yeah. No, she has to become rescue. No. <laughs> no. Um, That's just going to be like a spinoff movie. So... Pepper this Potts movie is rescue. You hated it the first time you saw it. I I did not hate all of it the first time I saw it. I hated that they broke the Mandarin, and I still hate that they broke the Mandarin. And I can say at like in the theater and now again, having seen it a uh, second time now, the movie has me through most of it. But his his um, repeated like anxiety breakdowns, like I'm I'm more understand it now. I more understand why he's like having this sure. panic attack thing happen all the time. They played it up way too much for my I for don't my taste. So. See, for me, that's just that's where he is. That's the character development of this story. Like Avengers messed him up. Like going to another plan, like going to another galaxy and seeing things that there's just no way he could take out and then him taking them out like him being the hero of the world but knowing that he's he's not like he's always been so uh so braggadocious and sure so, of like sure of himself yeah and now he, <clears throat> he's been so confident that he is the power of the world he was like i'll i'll take secretary of defense <laughs> yeah um that's just uh, I think I think it's so believable that he'd be having those panic attacks, and for the first time it, in his life, he doesn't know. It is believable uh, that he could have the panic attacks, 
I just think that they played it up too much. Like, yes, I understand he is having panic attacks. You don't have to show me 400 times that he's breaking down mentally. I get it. I mean, it. Let's, let's be real. It was like four. No, it was like seven. It was like four or five, I think. It was like seven of them. And and they talked about it more than that. Yeah. But, but we only actually see him go through it like four or five times. It was like six or seven. We can, we can, we can, we can count. <laughs> just fast forward it and just count. <laughs> figure this out. But, um... But now the that and they like the the breaking of the Mandarin really killed it. His um his lack of ability to get off of the armor. Like yes, Iron Man is cool and all, like your armor is, is awesome, but like it's not working right now. Do something else. And he had to have a little kid just be like, You're you're a mechanic. Make something else. And he was like, Oh yeah, okay, light bulb, I am that. You didn't need a kid to to do that for you. You I make that, everything. I think that goes with the storyline. <clears throat> it does. He's addicted to his suits. Like he thinks of his suits as his extension of himself that he can't be without. Especially after the attack on New York, he feels yeah. like he has to be in a suit all the time. When he starts to panic for the first time in the movie at that donut shop, he goes out and gets in his suit. And he's like, all right, like, I think it was a sports bar, but still. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Iron Man 2 when he's sitting in the donut. Yeah. In the, is, is, is mm-hmm. the right thing? Yeah, I'm thinking of Iron Man 2. Um, yeah, we just watched it, and I'm like sitting here thinking about the wrong movie. <laughs> we sat here and watched it together, and I'm still... It sounds like I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there was the montage at the end that went through like footage all from movies, all yeah. three movies, or all three um, Iron Man movies. My only <clears throat> real qualm with this movie ever... I don't care about the Mandarin. Couldn't care less. Don't care. I do think the Mandarin was a better villain than Aldridge Killian, though. I do think Aldridge Killian uh, was a weak villain. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, he was fine, but it kind of goes with all of all of the Marvel. The complaint about Marvel's villains is they're just not, they're kind of paper thin. Yeah. And I think Aldridge Killian was that. Yeah. Um, he was menacing in places, but I, I just never <laughs> felt. I never really felt like Aldrich Killian was going to take down Tony Stark. Now, if the Mandarin had been as as menacing as he seemed like he was going to be, yeah, uh, then maybe I could have believed that about the Mandarin, and maybe that would have been a better movie. But just because they decided not to go with the Mandarin, I thought that was a great twist. I remember thinking it was the most fun when I watched it in the theater. I laughed for like minutes because, because when, when Trevor became Trevor. I love it. It's so I was, funny. <clears throat> I was confused. I kept thinking that they were going, like, he was baiting Tony into dropping his guard so that he could put his rings on and do crazy things. And that's what I was thinking was going to happen. I was like, oh, he's baiting yeah. him. It's going to be, oh, we think it's a twist, but then it's going to be like a double twist. And then, ah, Seems it's going like to be. A lot and of your problems. A lot of your problems with the movie are just what you thought it was going to be. And then it, it was, wasn't. they gave me expectations and then took that away. Yeah, I don't know if they gave you those expectations. No, they did. They said the Mandarin, and I went, oh, God. <laughs> because he is a wizard. Yeah. Basically. And we know from Hail to the King, he's out there somewhere. All Hail the King. Yes. All Hail the King. What did I say? Hail to the King. Oh, right, right. All Hail the King. Sorry. How dare you? <laughs> but one thing, you know, another thing that really gripes me about it is that it seems like with Trevor Slattery being Trevor Slattery and not being like a good, awesome, deep villain, that 
it's a waste of a brilliant actor. Yeah. But they said in the film that, you know, yeah, they gave yeah. me plastic surgery. And I was like, they could make, they could have just made him look exactly like the man. And the Mandarin could be out there and it could still be Ben Kingsley. Yeah, that would be amazing. I would, would love for an actual Mandarin to show up and still be Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, in, in All Hail the King. Yes. They go and show him in the 70s and he looks pretty similar. Yeah. So maybe, but you still could say. They wanted to use the Mandarin, so they used, like, they found an actor who looked a lot like the guy they yeah, needed. Yeah, looked close to him. Yeah. And let's and give him some surgery. Maybe he gave him some surgery to make him look a little younger, because maybe the Mandarin was younger. Because he was, he was an actor in the 70s, and he looked about the same. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe 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 they maybe they maybe Trevor's a little older than they wanted, or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, maybe there is a Ben Kingsley character out there in the world who is the I Mandarin. need that to happen. That would be amazing because he is so incredible as an actor. Yeah, well, that's what that's what that that's what was so funny about the Trevor Twist is they used Ben Kingsley. They subbed out an amazing actor that could have been a phenomenal villain for like a, a mediocre actor and a paper thin villain. Uh, well, I'm just talking about what they did with, with Ben Kingsley. <laughs> I agree. I already said Aldrich Killian wasn't a not was not as strong as a villain as the Mandarin could have been. We don't know how good the Mandarin. The Mandarin's yeah. a great villain to give a few speeches in a movie. He was real menacing. Yeah, and Ben Kingsley was amazing. But would it have been great if they used him the way they the way the way if they, they had could separated have? the extremists? If they had separated oh, extremists yeah, yeah. into extremist, a different extremist isn't in it. But we just don't know storyline. We just don't know what the Mandarin would have been, and that's just not the yeah. story they wanted to tell. Um, they wanted to tell the story of Aldrich Killian. I agree. I don't. I don't love the Aldrich Killian storyline. I do think most of the most interesting stuff in the movie. The movie's about Tony, and all three yeah. Iron Man movies are about Tony. Yeah, they're not about the villain. The villain is okay in all but, three movies. Like we've said before, that the most compelling Marvel stuff has been the the things where you can get behind the villain and you can really identify with the villain. Sure, Kingpin. Uh, the Purple Man, or Kilgrave. Uh, Loki. Identify and get behind? I don't know if I agree with Okay, maybe three. not. <laughs> if, you can, if you can understand their drive and, and see what really compels them and, like, and believe it. And if believe you, if that it's a If their real motivation person. is believable. Yeah. If I, you I agree with that. believe that they're real people, not they're the best ones. I can get behind them. <laughs> That's, That's fair. I can't get behind Purple Man or, or uh, other dude. Or Kingpin. Kingpin. I, I, there was a few moments in the show I could. And, and uh, with, with Loki, there are moments where you yeah. can definitely get behind him. Like, well, you can understand. It's the guys that you want the redemption for. Yeah. And you just don't have that with Killian at all. You're just like, he's a jackass. Kill him, please. Yeah, I think they, they tried, but they didn't succeed. Uh, and and I'm not, I, won't, I won't dispute that. Uh, they, they, with him being on the rooftop... And that whole rooftop thing of him wanting to kill himself. And that, honestly, when I first saw it, that really did compel me to feel for him. But I still didn't. He's just such a jackass after the fact. Yeah. Um, like, that does not justify you being a dick now. I would rather him stayed the kind of squirmy guy from the beginning. Uh, maybe with a clearer complexion because of extremists or whatever, but like... No, him, because of Noxzema. Yeah. Him, <laughs> a little him, bit of proactive and he's I would, better. I would have... He, he, he gets too powerful and too cool. Yeah, and the thing is like... For you to feel for him. He got really, really powerful and really, really cool 
but then nobody else was as good as him. Like not even his second in command. He's got fire breath. Yeah, but he's probably and his been... second in command dude is still kind of like kind of twitchy a little bit every now and again. He's probably been using it longer, and he probably doesn't get as good a care as Aldridge does. Like Aldridge probably has the premium the premium extremist experience. Um, <laughs> He's in the presidential suite of the Extremis Hotel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that makes total sense. Uh, now, one thing on a rewatch that we've talked about that I, I did concede before as a problem with this movie is Iron Man blowing up his suits. Yeah. Uh, and because all of us had talked about, and, and some of the listeners had written in about, about how it feels like Iron Man is giving up his... He's giving up being Iron Man at the end of that movie, right? Yeah, it's, like, it gives this sense of completion, like, I'm done with this thing. But, like, he does say, you know, I am still Iron Man. Like, yeah. you can take away my toys or whatever, I'm still Iron Man. You can take away Man. these toys, I am Iron Man. And, and he also says, before he ever blows them up, he says, I, I'm thinking I'm going to, what's the word he I'm uses? I'm going to shave it down a little shave bit. Shave it down a little bit. Like, I, I don't, on a rewatch, especially after knowing that he's not stopping being Iron Man, I did not get the sense that he was going to stop being Iron Man. But shave it down doesn't mean blow up all of them. True. But he did say that this is... the But those suits, all of those suits, were a result of an obsessive Tony Stark hanging out in his basement, building a bunch of <laughs> kind of insane suits. Like, he, he built a suit that just had, like, jackhammers for hands. Yeah. Like, he, he was like, you know what? We do, I could build a I could get my suit can pick up a jackhammer like it's fine <laughs> like and he but just, instead I'm gonna have it be really punchy yeah and he just blew up I blew, mean blew what, up the ones also they were Igor probably do? all really damaged what did Igor do other than stand under the crane yeah nothing, nothing. literally nothing and then, like he built a bunch of single purpose yeah uh, I want one that's really strong and sturdy yeah it doesn't and that was fly. really cool honestly that was a great thing like that was a really cool like. Utility. Utility. Yeah. Uh, that, that had. I loved the end of this movie. Um, that fight was a great idea. It was. A more Except cynical for man. building up every, or blowing up everything. Yeah. I mean, you could also say every one of them was probably really damaged. You. That's headcanon, though. True. True. I'm not, I'm not saying. And, and, and the, 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 the bottom line is the reason he did it was for Pepper. Because yeah. Because Pepper was worried about him and didn't like all those suits and didn't like that he was so... She saw what it what for what it was, which was kind of an addiction, and it was. I mean, at the beginning of the movie, he sends a suit to go on a date with her. <laughs> no, the suit greets her at the door. No, he tries to tell her that he's in the suit. He's like, "Oh yeah, this is won't open. You kiss me on the mouth. Yeah, kiss, kiss me, me the, right here. on the mouth slit." Kiss, or he said, "Kiss it right here," and he's downstairs working on his suits. Like now he's, he's downstairs doing pull-ups. Oh, that's right. Um. <laughs> But he's just obsessed. He's a little obsessed with being in his workshop. Yeah. Um, and I think like that was him letting Pepper know. It's like, it's like when you take a a, a week off your phone because uh, <laughs> <laughs> you've just been too too addicted to your phone lately. No, like... too, he needed he needed some non tech time. Yeah, but to do with kids. <laughs> no, no. The, the thing is though, like if he's gonna make all of these suits. Why not use them? Like when your house is being bombarded with missiles, that seems like a good time to have a house party protocol activate. Right. Well, they might have. He not... was fixated on this one suit that was a prototype. Like, put it on Pepper, 
and then go get another one. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. yourself in another one. Well, the problem is the one with the... Uh, yeah, it doesn't hold up. I don't know. I was going to say the one with the... Uh, Mark 42? Uh, Mark 42 seemed like it was the only one that could uh, split apart and come to him like that. But then at the end, they all come to him. So. Yeah, and they all open up you and let him maybe, jump in. You could say maybe the house party protocol was not ready. Uh, but it would have it would have left in that's the Avengers can. in the Avengers movie at the end he had on the bracelets for, for the one yeah. that, that came down and like sucked him in and I love he could have had the same thing I loved in this movie he did uh, yeah he had we, the little things in injects, his in his in his body yeah. that like he could do like weird kung fu moves and get parts of his of his suit that could have gone for any other suit and any like they all could have responded to that protocol but it was a prototype. And the other ones were not prepared for that. Like, tap earbud, hey, because, you know, he had the earpiece that you never saw in the rest of the film. Tap it's the earpiece. Ear, yeah. Tap the earpiece. Hey, Jarvis, give me a suit. Yeah. Done. Done. Then he's got a functional suit. Like, hey, Jarvis, give me the one that, you know, I save New York in. And then he's got a functional suit that is able to do things and stop these helicopters and save his house yeah. and do all the things that he needs to do. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, I don't know. Although, uh, here, here's here's my headcanon that makes absolute sense. <laughs> I don't like headcanon. <laughs> when the bomb has already hit the, hit the uh, building at that point. Some of them have, yeah. One big one had, and you could say that this... Very likely the the that uh, that basement was already covered up, but it wasn't though. You could like when the the fissure happened in the floor, you could see into the basement. No, not where all those not where all those uh, suits were. Those suits were in a sub basement. Yeah, down below that all, they were the doorway. the The portal to it was easily visible, like in through uh, the fissure. I don't know about that, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. The um, that is a. Uh, that's all headcanon anyway. I agree with you. That could have used. They could have used some of the suits. Then he could have very easily gotten tried. out of that. Um, and he, I mean, he did get out of it. It's not like he did not get out of it. But, well, he could have very easily successfully defended his home. Sure, maybe, maybe. I mean, the the home was already pretty much gone. Yeah, I mean, he from, would have from to the moment they. It. it would have been like an Avengers Tower kind of thing. Like, ah, uh, yeah. Well, so I guess it's time to just go ahead and scrap this and start over a little bit. What I would have liked to seen is instead of him getting seeing it on TV, him just having a couple of Iron Man like Iron Man suits hanging out on the roof, keeping an eye on things. Yeah, that's what I would have liked to see. Sentry <laughs> mode. Yeah, just exactly. like that. <laughs> and I mean, it's all. Just like he did in Avengers Two, exactly. But that's later. Yeah, you know, it, it's all developing. Like he he uses his suits more intelligently and for more things as the movies go on. You know, um, and he did just. Well, we never see him like actually working on the whole like house party protocol, or whatever. In Iron Man Three, it's just like he it's mentions a, it's it, a thing. Isn't ready? Yeah, like. I think it's time. House Party Protocol? Yeah. Do yeah. it. And the cynical man could say House Party Protocol is just a way to sell as many toys as you want to. Yeah. Because there are so many toys in that yeah. game. Yeah, there are. Uh, and that's cool. I don't mind that. Because I, felt... I didn't think that. The first time I watched it, that was not in my mind. I was like, this is just a really fun scene. Yeah. With really clever action, you know? Yeah. Like, you can blow up Iron Man suits without having to hurt Tony. 
Yeah. And that, you know, that's one of the things like that kind of bugged me a little bit in the rewatch. It didn't bug me at first, but now it does is like, you've got this, this genius guy who has saved the world before. And he now has a whole bunch of suits that all have the same, like kind of generally the same amount of power, but in different ways right? that are all just getting consistently blown up by random dudes that have lesser power than the guy he's currently fighting. Like, well, yeah, but I would say that's that's the genius part. Like, Tony in a suit is much more powerful than yeah, than, a, than a, suit's a suit with AI. That's Jarvis the thing that I'm that Jarvis I would concede suit. is that like it's the whole like you can you can do a whole lot of things at once, or you can focus on one thing and do it very well. And that's you know Tony in a suit is better than Jarvis controlling a bunch of them. Yes, but it's still like it felt inconsistent hmm. a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and also, like we talked about them, them being very specific to a certain task, a lot of those suits. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, <laughs> these aren't the extremist battling suits, right? Exactly. <laughs> the, the particular, but suit then like these... the one little bitty rocket that she kicks and blows up is like that's enough to kill Aldrich. Good job, everybody. <laughs> yeah, we could come back, I suppose. We um, we had this in us the whole time. The. <laughs> So Batman has a utility belt with a pocket for every every purpose. Yeah. Iron Man has a suit for every purpose. <laughs> pretty... He's got a utility closet. <laughs> uh, that's fair. Yeah, that's a, that's a weird... Uh... I like that. But they're getting better. That's the thing. His suits are always getting better. And I think sometimes that process seems slow to us. But, I mean, you think about how much work has to go into building one of these things and how much work has to go into the AI for these things. Like, He just rip and replace the AI. It's just like, hey, there's a new hardware interface. Let's tag in a little bit of code. But it's always it's Jarvis. It's a lot more complicated than that. Yeah, well, Jarvis does most of the AI work. Yeah, but someone has to program Jarvis at this point. <laughs> and anyway, at this point in the storyline. Uh, all that stuff's complicated it's not like yeah. it, it's not like house party protocol would be an easy thing to program like that it's like yes it would that exact thing happened in iron man 2 with all the drones uh he had the oh, navy right, drones right. and the air force drones and the army and the drones. drones chase him yeah. yeah they do get their butts kicked pretty handily though exactly yeah. same basic thing yeah Suitless. and then when he shows up in a suit he's better yeah yeah uh, so it's been done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but he, he Tony's got, like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to keep that. He, he did. I mean, like, he basically pulled an Iron Man 2 on Iron Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. So. Uh, I feel like I'm just beating this movie down so much. Yeah. Like, In I a bunch did, of unfounded ways. I did Space. like it. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. I did like it. There's so much good when, about this movie. Yeah, there's there's a lot. We've good. obviously had the disagreement for a while, so it's good to finally suss out the actual. Having just watched it, suss out yeah. our differences of opinion, and some of them I agree with you on. I'm not saying uh, it's just at some point some things are flaws and some things are just something you didn't like, and so it's hard, it's hard to suss all that out. Um, like the Mandarin just... stuff doesn't bother me at all, just because I I could you know I don't get, I don't care. I feel like we got all. like a, a pared down weaker version of the mandarin in aldrich killian because the mandarin does have fire capability in one of the rings oh really he's got like literally everything that you can think of 
in the rings. Yeah, but he, we're, I'm not even his whole speech about I am the Mandarin. I'm not even. That's just him being a douche. A douche. Yeah, like he is <laughs> not the Mandarin at all. You are not, sir. You have tattoos that came from somewhere I don't know why. Yeah. Go away. Get blown up. And you know, I did say or um, a couple of weeks ago that it kind of bothered me that it was Christmas in the film. Yeah. Because, like, the movie came out in May, mm-hmm. early May. Watching it now, being around Christmas time, <laughs> and it's, like, it's Christmas things happening, it doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all now. Like, it it bothered me so much at the time, because I was like, it is hot outside. <laughs> it's so weird. It is not Christmas. It's such a weird way to, like, ju- I don't know, I just, judge a movie. <laughs> I, like, for some reason, I, I just, I, I, I have that connection all, for, like, for time. If they don't establish... Uh, that this is set in a specific time. Like with Jessica Jones, it was like, this is in January. It happened a year ago. This is now like, we're still in January. That's why it's cold outside. And then it was a little bit cold outside for us at the same time. Like it kind of made me okay with it, but they didn't really like, they were like, it's Christmas, but it doesn't look like Christmas. Now it looks like Christmas, but now it's not Christmas. And like you rebranded the iron Patriot. This would have been a perfect 4th of July movie. Mm-hmm. Because he was mad at America, everything America was bad. Christmas was a little underused in this movie, I will say. Uh, I mean, we got the nice dance sequence where he's dancing to Christmas music, but he could have been dancing to anything, and that scene would have worked. Yeah, the fact that it's Christmas is just kind of thrown in there. Yeah, the like Fourth of July would have worked better because of it being an American, like an exclusively American holiday, mm-hmm. and they were attacking America. Yeah, the Iron Patriot rebranding for the Fourth of July would have been. But like a great little thing, I could have accepted that. Right. Instead of them like taking away that from Norman Osborn, like that was a big part of the comics. Like that suit, that suit paint job came straight out of the comics. Yeah. And now they can't use that. Or I mean, they could. I guess Norman Osborn could be like, "Hey, I took this back from. I'm just gonna use it. I'll be the Iron Patriot now." Like. I guess they set it up for him to take it later, but like he rebranded it and then did that right. in the comics. But that's you know small, small thing. That would have been perfect for a Fourth of July thing. Yeah. So, so suddenly the, your main problems that I don't have are just like some it doesn't weird, fit in my head. None of weird, it fit in my head. Some weird problem with the weather outside affecting your view. It wasn't frightful. <laughs> Sorry. It's just uh, I don't I don't get that at all. It's like well they said watching, it was they said it was Christmas like, like one time. You're and like, they never touched on it. Lord of the Rings, and you're like, this, this isn't the Hobbiton. I can't view this. Yeah. The weather's totally different here. <laughs> I am not watching this in the Shire, and that is a problem. <laughs> I agree. That is a problem. But, <laughs> uh, that just it threw me off with it being a me. Christmas movie in May. Yeah. That's weird. I, I don't know. It's weird. I don't think it's weird. Uh, but that's, uh, I hear you. Uh, yeah. And then, and then the Mandarin, anything comic book based, like the Iron Patriot stuff or the Mandarin stuff, that just never bothers me. I don't care. Even if I'm into a canon, like, this is a different canon. Like, we're talking about a different canon here. Yeah. Um, even if I'm into... But they're drawing inspiration from it. Sure. And they can do whatever they want with that inspiration. No. Yeah. It has to be perfect. It has yes. to go perfectly along with it. No, no, no. Um, anyway, so... Positive points on this movie. Positive points on this movie. Tony Stark is Tony Stark. Tony Stark is always Tony Stark. I agree. I thought it was interesting to have the original, you know, 
pre Iron Man Tony Stark feature pretty high, pre- prevalently at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, you get to see him be a ladies' man again. Yeah. Get to be a ladies' man, which I don't know that he ever really stopped fully. Like, not that he's. You can still you can see the twitches when he, there's like a hot chick around. He's like, mm. well, in Iron Man, two, no, I'm not into that anymore. In Iron Man two, he's even you know he's still hitting on Natalie Rushman so much. Yeah, uh, I want one. <laughs> I want one. No, <laughs> um, that's that's pretty great. Um, so he's still he's. I, it was nice to see that old Tony uh, being that way, but also. He's he's a little more that way. He's a little more of a jerk in, in the in the uh, in the flashback, you know. Well, yeah, a little bit more of like, him sending. He Aldridge. hadn't quite grown up yet. Yeah, definitely hadn't. I, yeah. I don't think he grows up until probably the end of Iron Man One. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, honestly, till the end of this movie, he's still growing. I mean, you know, he's still changing pretty dramatically. I think the end of this movie is the end of the arc we saw at the beginning. Of Iron Man One, the beginning of Iron Man One is him building a suit, becoming Iron Man, and then he becomes too dependent on that suit. And this him blowing up the suits is him going, you know what? I don't need these suits. I I, I am Iron Man. Like I, I can I can build and do whatever I need to do <laughs> in the future. Um, I yeah, the practicality of that we could discuss all day. Yeah, uh, but it's what he did. He did it for Pepper. We've seen him be wasteful before. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He yeah. peed the suit in Iron Man 2. Like... He, he did. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I think in a way it's the same thing where he throws the guy's phone, breaks it, and, and he goes, bill me. Yeah. He's just like, I'll build more, whatever. I'm, I'm rich and I'm smart and I'll build as many of these as I want. And we don't know how, we don't know if all of them exploded. The, the 42 is probably still sitting on the top of that bridge in pieces. No, he's a blow it. And oh, it, that's right. He did blow forty two. Sorry. Yeah, I was thinking about uh just there because he put it on be, Killian. There may be a suit up there somewhere, or you know, or still at the house. <laughs> it looked like all of them came out though, Maybe. and it was a clean slate protocol. You can't have a clean slate if you still have one. Yeah, but you know he's Tony Stark. Yeah, he also didn't have his suit, but he happened to have a a repulsor under his shirt. Like yeah. I, I bet he's got some tech somewhere. <laughs> he's got something stashed. Something at uh, Stark Tower in New York is still, like, hanging out. Sorry. <clears throat> um, that, something that bothered me a little bit, but I guess is kind of consistent with, um, with Iron Man 2, was Iron Patriot being reappropriated so easily. Like... Iron Man yeah. 1, or Iron Man 2, they established there are protocols to keep anybody not authorized to use the suit from using the suit. Yes. But then, you know, it gets hacked because the software got changed because software is shit. And I guess they didn't get Tony's software back in it for our war machine? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know I don't how know. much... It seems like they, he gave it over to the government, and they may have reprogrammed it, made it easier. That's that's one that's one thing. They may have just made it easier so that other soldiers could use it other than Rhodey. That's not a good idea, though. Me, well, obviously. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. War machine rocks with an X, <laughs> I love all that caps. So much. <laughs> that was so great. The comedy in this movie was great. The comedy was yes, yes. The comedy was wonderful. Um, I loved the uh, I loved every interaction with the little kid. Yeah, Ty Simkus, he was, yeah. he, 
he was just as annoying as he needed to be. And we talked about this during the movie. He would have been awesome oh, yeah. if his name had been Peter. Uh-huh. And then, like, his workshop gets set up at the end, and he has, like, an iron spider suit or something. Well, not even that. I just think it'd be, it would have been an amazing, like, nod and to the canon if, like, you know, they can't use Peter Parker. We know that. Yeah. But if they just named the kid Pete or Peter and then didn't touch it again, and then, you know, seven or eight years later when it's time to bring Spider-Man to the universe, of course, now I'm realizing it's only two years later, so <laughs> maybe the timeline wouldn't have worked. But then they strike that deal. They could be like, oh, yeah, he was Spider-Man all the time. <laughs> all the while, there's a different Spider-Man movie on in the same year. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I, just think, I think that would have been great. Because uh, they could have named the kid Pete. They didn't have to say anything about it. Yeah, it it doesn't have to be Peter Parker. It could just no. be like, that's Pete. And then... It's little Pete over there. Four movies later, Peter Parker... Had his had his shop set up by Tony Stark and was like, "I'm gonna build everything." And then he built the web shooters yeah. and like got yeah. bitten by a radioactive spider. Absolutely. And his parents have to die, and he moves into New York with his aunt and uncle. Like, <gasps> we're doing great. <laughs> yes, exactly that. I love it. Um, we just you're uh, you're welcome, Marvel. You can have that if you want to use that. It's too late. They didn't call him Pete. Uh, <laughs> I don't know that they used his. Damn name. it, Shane Black. What was it's his all name? your fault. I love Shane Black, by the way. This I I love the style of this movie. I didn't like the style of the credits. It felt disjointed. The style of the credits, and I don't at all. It it was all like seventies, and yeah, Tony Stark's not. Yeah, I don't know. I liked it. When has he ever been accused of being nostalgic? He said that in Iron Man One. Mm-hmm. I like I yeah. I liked it. I liked the the credits. They they were they, I didn't know I don't know if I would even call them seventies. They have funk music playing behind them, which makes them seem seventies. And then the uh, little lines, the little, honestly to me, they look more modern than that. They, they are collagey, uh, lots of cuts and weird wipes and stuff, which could be seventies. But yeah, originally I felt seventies too. But when on a rewatch, I was like, yeah, I remember there 70s? being the the like the weird trails behind everything that you always got in the seventies. Yeah, but that, wasn't, that, that didn't there. happen. No, I just I felt like I remembered that happening though. Yeah, I think it. Uh, I, I think, think maybe we both thought it was more seventies than it was when we first yeah, watched it. Yeah, I think I just like imprinted that into my head. Like it had to be. There yeah. obviously was, and it was probably because of the All Hail the King one shot had the super seventies. Oh yeah, that was super seventies, and that one made sense because it was his. Yeah, because it was. He was from the. He was an actor. From what was the 70s. it? Uh, oh, what was the? Damn it. Uh, Russian police cop KGB. Oh, damn it. Any um, other time I would have remembered the name of that series that he was <laughs> in. Nice. I don't know. Oh, man. Well, that was, that was, uh, I really enjoy this movie. I know you don't. I know it's not your favorite. I, but I enjoy it. I enjoyed most of it. It's just there were a few key points that just really threw it off for me. And if they had not done those, I still would have really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, and most of those I just don't care about at all. <laughs> well, like, I, the thing that I keep going back to in my head is that Aldrich Killian, in the extremist storyline in the comics, killed himself to keep the research that he was doing from getting into the wrong hands. Or he was, it was either that or he was um, so stricken with grief over it being such a bad thing getting out. He just killed himself because he couldn't take it. Hmm. But that would have been an interesting character. 
I do I do not I don't like the character of Arnold I think that's my main problem with the movie is I don't really like the character of Arnold Killian. Yeah. I don't think he's very interesting. Yeah. I he's think just of the Iron Man villains, he's to the be... worst. Yeah. And the other two aren't touted as great. <laughs> I like yeah. them. I like Whiplash, and I particularly actually like Obadiah Stane. I think he's a good villain for the first mm-hmm. movie. Uh, well, he's got like reasons for yeah, what he does. Absolutely, and so does so does so does uh, being left being having a very small prank pulled on you by Tony Stark does not seem like a very good reason. <laughs> like. <laughs> That's a really yeah. tiny prank. That's a really not good reason to kill the president. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's not why he's doing it. He's yeah. just doing it for power. But that makes him a mustache twirler. <laughs> and you we know? know how Matt feels about mustache twirlers. I don't like mustache twirlers. Don't like it. I don't like it. I, 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 anytime the main reason you can think of a character wanting something is just because they want power... Yeah. is It's not good. Yeah. See, like, the Mandarin could be wanting to reclaim his family's former stature because... Like, sure, there's plenty of ways you could use the Mandarin, but they yeah. didn't. They didn't. They need Just to. Just get past it. No, Iron Man 4 needs to be the Mandarin. I hope there's an Iron Man 4. Me too. That'd be real good. I, I really want now that, that to happen. Now that they're introducing all this... Uh, I mean, we've already said... They're still dropping Ten Rings... Uh, Everywhere, yeah. So ten rings are still in their minds. So I think it's very possible they could bring back the Mandarin, and they could even bring back uh, Ben Kingsley, yes, given given the canon uh, that they have so far. So, or someone else who could be great, but nobody's going to do it like Ben Kingsley could have. Oh yeah, but someone could do it just <laughs> as well. Someone could do it just as well. Maybe, maybe. So. I don't know. Marvel's doing a really great job here lately of bringing in like unknown people mm-hmm. that you've just never heard of or seen before, or that you've seen in like only a few tiny things. Yeah, and then like that's the best thing ever. Talk about the directors is what's blowing my mind. They're bringing, yeah. bringing these people who've done very small films to yeah. these huge films, and it's people that are good at the. I, as far as I can tell, and this is this may just be me, I think a lot of their effects work is not they're not relying on their directors for a big portion of how they do their effects yeah i think they have really big special effects teams they're just moving from project to project because <laughs> they get these directors that are just good with timing and actors and worrying and about telling a story yes and worrying about that side of it and all the big special effects and blow them ups like they get they don't have to worry about that as much because I think they have a really solid special effects team that's handling a lot of that. So yeah. They, I'm sure they're involved in the creative decisions as part of that and telling the story, but they don't have to come up with uh, what's the best way to shoot, you know, Captain America falling off this building or whatever. Like, Yeah, they don't have to put a dark sepia tone over everything yeah. and take out the color in Superman's cape. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just can't leave DC alone this week. You just Man, can't. I just really don't like what Zack Snyder's doing. We'll see. It's coming soon. Coming soon. It's going to fail. <laughs> I doubt Sorry. It. I doubt it. No, nah, it's going to get a, a whole oh lot of movies. Uh, it's going to get a whole lot of money because of the names. Speaking of not failing, freaking Star Wars, man. Star Wars was real good. 
Uh, for like, it was good. It was the best Star Wars movie. That's what I exactly what I've been saying. It's the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen. Uh, But that's from a guy who doesn't like Star Wars that much. Uh, I still don't. This movie was good. It was good. It set up a world that I'm really excited to revisit. Yeah. Uh, It was so much like a New Hope, though, that watching it, the plot points were so similar. I I I was kind of taken out of like, oh, I know how this story is going to end. You know. Yeah. The the things that they did though to uh, to get to the certain points like we need to be there. How are we going to get there? Well, yeah. here's what we're going how we're going to get there. Like, wait, you're going to do what? Yeah, like they're doing new things and like it's it's interesting to see how they're going to do them and really entertaining in, in yeah. my opinion. It was a very entertaining movie. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I actually went to see it twice, which I don't often do. The last movie I went to see twice, I think, was probably... Well, Avengers... Marvel movies I see twice. Yeah, Ant-Man. Not much. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I'm excited to see what they do with the coming stories in that universe. That's going to be fun. Yeah. All right. Well, any more thoughts about Iron Man 3? I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, Pepper's arc was a little weird. They They did the whole, like... Let's wrap everything up in a nice, neat little bow off screen. You know, we took care of everything. Yeah. She no longer has the thing. It took a little tinkering. And, like, that was a little bit odd, but, like, I'm glad that she's not in danger. That's anymore. one thing. This is the only Marvel movie I can think of that uses narration. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I love where they, what they did with it in the end. Uh, making it him talking to Mark, Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. That was pretty amazing. Uh, but I, I don't believe they've ever used narration in that way. I mean, Jessica Jones they did, but other than that, not really. They don't really use it. And I guess technically they didn't in this one because technically he was just telling the story to someone else. But that's still that's still him narrating what's going on. So. Yeah. One thing that kind of like throws me for a loop a little bit is the time frame. Like at the end when he was talking to Mark Ruffalo's character, mm-hmm. um, he's like, you know, I'm not that kind of doctor or whatever. Uh, he was saying, like, uh, 1983, I was 14, and I still had a nanny. Mm-hmm. So that would have put him being born in 69. Yeah. And, like, does that fit with everything? Like, does that fit with the with the films that we see in Iron Man 2, where Tony's messing with the stuff uh, for the expo? Like, in that outtake or whatever, and then, like... Well, Stark Expos happen every year. Yeah, but, like, that particular film that he was watching... We like, don't know what year that was, because yeah. we've never actually met that Howard Stark. And then Stark was still alive in 89, and wasn't it 19... Wasn't it 1990 that the car crash happened? I'm not sure. We need to watch Winter Soldier again, which I got for Christmas, by the way. Woo! Yeah, boy. But, see, we brought it all back around to Christmas. Yeah, we did. Holiday special style. Holiday special. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess that kind of fits. It just it was a little off putting to be like, wait, whoa, whoa, you were fourteen and, huh? So yeah, he would have been about twenty when his father died in a car wreck. If that's the case, which makes sense. Yeah. How old was Howard Stark and Ant Man? Or what year was that supposed to be? Uh, it was eighty nine. Is that when that okay. happened. And he looked, that was John Slattery, so yeah. he had aged quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He had to be young in Agent Carter and Cap. Yes. World War II. So, yeah, if he was 
Born in 69. Yeah. I mean, yeah, pretty young. <laughs> he had been in his thir- I mean, that 20s, was, thir- late 20s, early 30s, it seems like. That was 40... Three or forty-four, I believe. No, no, it was uh, forty-five. Is when um, Agent Carter was happening. Gotcha. So, uh, if I mean, we're talking. It's been my brain shut off for a second. It's 44, been forty-four years. Forty-four years. So since he, then, he could be in his sixties or seventies in 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 eighty-nine. He definitely looked sixties. Yeah. Late sixties, early seventies. It seems like the probably the time frame. Yeah. Cool. Uh, well, I also want to say, yeah, just because it happened this week. Happy ninety third birthday to Stan Lee. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Stan Lee. Thank you so much for all for making this for us. Yeah, for being such a big part of this this universe. I liked Stan Lee's uh, cameo in this movie. Yeah. The judge and and Miss Chattanooga. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. You got something else? No, nah, I just I thought about the guy in the news van that like modeled his look after Tony Stark, and then like had the tattoo. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. Uh, he's he's on a show on some, on on TV that I like. Happy Endings was the name of it. I like mm-hmm. that show. I haven't seen it. He was a, he was the main character on that show. Never so even heard funny. of it. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Um, I'll trust you. Yeah, you should. I'm <laughs> very good at TV. I mean, Iron Man 3 is great. I mean, Iron Man 3, of the Iron Mans, is my least favorite Iron Man. Okay. But I don't dislike it in any way. <laughs> like, uh, rewatching it, though, I think like it's, it's my least favorite Iron Man. I think the, the, the villain is the least uh, compelling. But honestly, I love the Mandarin flips so much. For the same reasons you hate it, I love it so much. I love when people mess with my expectations. When my expectation is this, and then it completely fools me into something else. That's what I love. That's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 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 I think we're just never going to come together. We're on not, because I just love when my expectations are completely averted. <laughs> well, see, like my expectations were averted and then let down, like real bad. Like, yeah. oh, you're going to sub out. And he's the... Okay, so he's going to be the... Well, he's not doing a very good job. He has one thing. He does one thing. He has fire. Yeah, well, he's not a Mandarin. Uh, you're, still, you're still searching for him to be the Mandarin. I want somebody not. to be the he Mandarin is, because... He was trying to be... They were trying to set him up as like an evil Tony Stark. Yeah. Basically, like, uh, you know... We've this, had too much of, like, villain and, and guy hero. Guy the same as the villain. Yeah. yeah. So like I agree. wizard, a guy who like uses technology, alien technology to effectively be a wizard versus Iron Man would be an awesome display. It would be a really cool movie. I'm not I'm not denying it. And I think we're going to get it. I think with uh with I the, really want it to. with the uh with All Hail the King. Well, no, Redcon. I, I was going to say just with with Doctor Strange coming into the universe. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to get some of that technology wizardry. versus wizardry. Yeah. Um, and I'm okay with looking that. forward to it. Looking forward I'm to it. really looking forward. Every to time Strange. they brought in new people into the Avengers movies, they've always fought first. So I can't wait to see Doctor Strange <laughs> fight Iron Man. Yeah, or whoever. Yeah. Um, I'm excited about him having an epic showdown with like Scarlet Witch would be intense. 
Yeah. Magic on magic. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I'm excited about um, uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Black Panther because based on what we're hearing, it sounds like they're going up. So, so they, they've been... They've needed to kind of retract and tell smaller stories, and in a way, those stories are going to be smaller in that they're about one character and their 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 journey. But they still seem like they're going to be pretty epic mm-hmm. and pretty large scale things. So yeah, and then Spider Man, of course, that's going to be great. Yeah, I'm really excited about a Spider Man movie. I like that they're keeping Spider Man in high school for a while, Me rather too. Than, than it just being like. Here he is, introduced. Now he's graduating. Didn't they push... Now it's two years later. I'm like, what? Didn't they push Spider-Man back? No. Does that, did that not happen? Did no. I dream that? You dreamt that. I, heard I don't that. know why you would... That's a nightmare. Yeah, that'd be crazy. <laughs> I thought. I really thought I heard that, uh, but I don't know where I heard it, so... Nah. Oh, well. Nope. Look into it. All right. Well, I think that's all we're going to talk about Iron Man 3. Yeah. We exhausted ourselves on Iron Man 3. Yeah. Uh, I love it. I would I would rank it rank it highly highly. Uh, Jeff would not. <laughs> the parts that weren't the parts that screwed it up for me, I would give an eight point five. Yeah. Or nine. Like they were, it had me right up until the big twist, and I went no, no, really no, you ah no. Yeah, I think that's just your immaturity. <laughs> Fuck you. That's just, my immaturity. <laughs> you just can't accept that things aren't the way you, you want them to be. Notice also that <laughs> Marvel went back and fixed it. Well, yeah. So it's not so just ner- me. So nerds like you would stop that. <laughs> so that nerds like me would be happy? Yeah. You have to please everybody, Matt. Yeah. You know that. The, 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 the all hail the king thing is quite a wonderful turn to try to please all those who really hated something. And I don't even know if they decided to do it after the fact. Because it came out on the DVD, right? No, it came out with the Thor 2 DVD. Oh, really? So it yeah. came out even later? Wow. That's funny. Yeah. That's really funny. That was them fixing it. <laughs> yeah, that's that does seem like the case. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well... Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We're the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. We'll be back uh, probably next week with some uh, yeah, some, probably. some news and feedback. We're, we're kind of winging it for the holiday season because we've got... Um, because it's the holiday season. The holiday season. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with you guys very soon, though. Um, I'm definitely taking a week off of the 11th because I'm going on a cruise. Lucky you. That's what I gave uh, Alyssa for Christmas was a cruise. <laughs> so, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Here's a boat. <laughs> Actually, the how I gave right. it to her was just drew a really crappy kindergarten drawing of a boat. Oh, and, God. And gave it to yes. her as if that was the gift. No, you need... Oh, man, missed opportunity. You needed to hand her a piece of paper that says, free boat ride for two. Mm-hmm. And then start playing the music video for on uh, I'm on a boat by Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can still do that on the boat. Okay, that's fair. We can. I'm gonna bring that. Uh, Are you gonna bring your swim it. trunks? Sure. What about your flippy floppies? Absolutely. Are you gonna be flipping burgers? Uh, well, you're at Kinko's Street flipping. I, I don't have to go to Kinko's, but still, I mean, you might for some reason that week. That's. I'm gonna go to Kinko's just for you. Great, thanks. Just so that you can be accurate in your de- in your depiction. And then I'm going to look at my phone and just, like, 
be sad. <laughs> I'm gonna take a selfie there and just yeah. be really sad at you. Nice. Just look like, like I'm in the video. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. We will be back soon. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Oh, 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 o